This is a special edition of Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, President and CEO of Agrinovis Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience, the people, the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Today's special edition of Ag Bioscience is because there is big news in ag tech. Israeli ag tech company Tyrannus which moved its headquarters to Indiana in 2020, just announced a historic $40 million Series D venture capital raise. And Tarana's Chief Operating Officer and Chief Financial Officer, Ofer Floor, and Chief Commercial Officer, Mike DePaula, are here to share more about what the historic raise means for the company, its customers, and the future of ag tech worldwide. Ofer and Mike, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you very much. Honored to be here. It is good to see you both. It is good to see you both. Mike, welcome back. Congratulations to you both. Giant news on a big Series D venture raise. Before we get into the details of what's ahead for Tyrannus and what this raise really means, we have to hear from you. So, Ofer, this is your first time on Ag Bioscience. You're a longtime finance and ops leader. Share with us more about your background and your path, your journey to Tyrannus. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, thanks for having me. I want to take the opportunity to first uh, say thank you to you and Evernotice. You supported our decision to come to Indiana uh, and build, put our headquarters in uh, Westfield. And we couldn't have made a better choice. The talent, the people, it's just incredible. And it's also beautiful. So, you know, we're, we're tremendously happy with that decision. Uh, you know, you. As my name suggests, I'm originally from Israel, but I've been here for a while in the U.S., uh, my background isn't in agriculture. I have uh, a financial background, originally uh, in public accounting, then uh, leadership roles in finance and uh, the tech sector. And really, I, I joined Tyrannus four years ago. Uh, and at the time, uh, I came to help Afir Sharma, who was our president and co-founder. And, uh, we really took this from an early stage and started to execute on the company's vision. And, uh, you know, when I joined Tyrannus, the vision was let's help growers grow and let's create agriculture prosperity. And since then, it's evolved and we've fine-tuned it. And we know, uh, you know, the ag retail and ag advisors can utilize their crop intelligence to really uh, create agriculture prosperity. And that's what we're here to do. And for me, this was a tremendous change uh, from the other tech sectors that I've experienced. I, you know, the opportunity, the innovation, the technology, uh, the, the additional added value in this space is, is just tremendous. It was a very uh, intriguing and easy decision for me to come join Tyrannus. And from the onset, the first thing we did was look for commercial leadership uh, to take us and, and guide us. And, and luckily, we were able to bring uh, Mike McCollum, my colleague and friend on board with us. Ofer is a great story. And Mike, you are that really tremendous commercial leader, incredible background in agriculture and innovation. You've worked with juggernauts like Syngenta, regional retailers like Southern States Co-op. Share with us more about your journey to Tyrannus and the work that you're leading now on behalf of the company. I'd say first, it's great to be at a juggernaut like Tyrannus. And uh, well it's glad to be in that position and to bring technology and make it mainstream which really is the headline around the investment. If I think about the journey to get here, I think it's a simple one is I heard uh, 
Peter Pace, you probably know who that is, uh, once gave advice to us when we were at Syngenta about his career and how you need to bloom where you're planted. So I, I'm not sure that my resume or career path makes sense, you know, if you just look at it, because there's a lot of different things, IT, finance, marketing, sales. But what I've learned is make the most out of the area you're in, learn as much as you can, and just try to make the situation better for the people that you're serving. And I think the journey to Tyrannus is a simple one. It's work with good people, make things better than you left them, um, and do what you say you're going to do. And so what's happened since joining Tyrannus is we've been able to attract in Westfield, but across the U.S., Brazil, and the world, the right talent and the right people because Tyrannus embodies that, right? Let's make the most of what we have. Let's make things better. And let's do what we say we're going to do. And, you know, there's a lot of good companies out there, Mitch, but in this day and age, it's really, it's harder and harder to find a company where you can authentically be rewarded for your results and do things the right way um, and feel really great about it. And I think that's, that's probably an undertold story that, that helps make Tyrannus successful. Is we think about the AI or we think about the technology, we think about just all the cool things that we're able to do. But what really makes this company work is the integrity of the people that are here, the culture that we have, and that we really do want to make changes that help ag retail and growers do better uh, with the inputs that they have and find better ways to manage their farm and their opportunities. Mike, you've touched on this a bit, but as you look at what Tyrannus has become, really one of the leading crop intelligence platforms, Go a little deeper. What problem is Tyrannus solving for farmers and, and what's differentiated about Tyrannus compared to others in the market? Well, I, I'll get to the differentiation. I think the problem that we're actually solving is one that everyone's after. Farming and, and producing feed and food is a highly complex operation and enterprise, as you know. And so we're talking about a biological factory with a lot weather soil, environmental factors, management factors, uh, everything else in our world, we monitor athletes, even high school, middle school, they look at game tape and they analyze what they can do better in the moment during the game, but they also for next season. When you look at agriculture, there's a lot of stuff that comes off the equipment, right? Are we monitoring our equipment? Is the planter working right? A combine tells you what it thinks the yield is and you get the yield monitor and the maps. But there's a lot of things that happen between when that planter leaves the field and that combine gets rolling. And we haven't had that kind of opportunity to really understand not only what do we do in season, but what is the tail of the tape? How are we actually managing? So what makes Tyrannus really unique is we're simply put, yeah, we have AI. Yes, we use drones, airplanes, satellites, a lot of computer stuff. All of those are tools, right? All those are tools. What Tyrannus is unique is that we go get content that's really difficult to get. And we're at the convergence of where the energy and the capability to use batteries with drones or airplanes, or to be able to see and count the spots on a ladybug. All this technology has come together and Tyrannus has invested in the right components to make it scalable, accessible, and economically feasible for growers and their partners to enjoy this tech. So everywhere else, every other industry, you know what's going on. You can predict, you can model, you can see, you can operate from a distance, but also close up. And at Tranus, we're the only crop intelligence platform that's 100% focused on helping retailers, advisors show value to their farmers and their growers and build better relationships. And we do that through a full service leaf level data capture. And that allows them to accelerate decision making, 
simplify their management and improve the bottom line. And that's solving a lot of problems, right? Because there's a lot of things that can go right and a lot of things that can go wrong. And it takes a community. It takes that rural environment of the advisor, the grower, all the support that a farm gets. And we're just making that information readily available, easy to understand. So people can just make better choices year after year. You know, for you, Saul, real significant validation of that work from the capital markets securing a $40 million Series D. Tell us more about the investors in this round and the strength that this new capital infusion really gives you and the team to accelerate growth. Yes, the, the Series D round for us is another great validation for our success and our growth. Uh, we already had a, a very good, diverse group of investors. Uh, both financial and industry, uh, strategic investors. And, and amazingly, we're able to even expand further and find more uh, strong investors in this round. And the round was led by a venture fund uh, called Inven Capital. Uh, Inven Capital is European-based. Uh, they focus on impact investments, clean energy, uh, and, and new energy investments. And uh, really, we chose Inven to lead this round because uh, we, you know, we wanted to strengthen our uh, presence and global uh, opportunity in Europe, but also they align well with our new initiatives uh, in the carbon space and they know uh, the sector and have good, good experience there. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just clicks, right? You know, when you sit with people and it just clicks and we immediately felt that you know, they're 100% aligned with our vision and our company values. And, you know, it was just an easy, easy decision for us. And, uh, along with Inven, uh, uh, we had the Seraphine Space uh, uh, Fund, which is another UK-based fund. Uh, they are uh, specifically investing in, in the space tech uh, sector. And, and Seraphine, you know, when they evaluated Tyrannus, they... I think immediately understood that you know, Earth observation, satellite imagery, along with the leaf level and submillimeter imagery, uh, has just the capability to create that data that drives decision making. And, and you know, this is their first venture into the ag space, uh, but but that's what they're looking for. They're looking for outlets and applications where uh, these this powerful space satellites, high spectral imaging. Uh, can really uh, disrupt an industry, and and they saw that with trans. I, but I think very important, more than new investors that, that came on board, you know, the, our existing investors that have been with us for a while, generally all our existing investors wanted and participated in the round. And, you know, they've been us from the early stage with us. Uh, they've seen how we've grown. They've seen our success. They think they've seen our service becoming mainstream, for the ag retail, and, and when they see that, of course, who wasn't, who doesn't want to join, right? It's, it's just, a, uh, it was an easy decision for them, and you know, it, it drove a successful conference. Oh, for that's incredible! I, you do have a really impressive cap table from seed investors all the way up to Series D. One of the reasons why we first connected with you and the team over in Israel was Mark Benioff was a seed investor, and we we found right. him. And you know, candidly, I said, "Look, if Mark is an investor, this must be a good company to bet on." And holy cow, you have been on a tear since. Yeah. Just so good to see. And Mike, I, I want to go to you. I want to broaden this out a little bit. Sure. You know, you are talking sure. with farmers, you're talking with retailers every day, your team's out in the market. Yep. 
help us understand what what problems, what challenges are farmers facing today, specifically as they think about ag tech? Yep. So what's nice is I don't think we're in the ag tech bucket in their minds because it's more of a, a an enabler for them and it's not about mm. the tech. And that's really, look, you watch a pro golfer and it looks easy and there's a lot that goes into that. Our tech has a lot behind it, but it looks and feels easy. So the problems we solve, let's think about a retailer for a minute. A lot of acres, you got to get them done. You got to see what's going on. That's really an impossible task without technology. Um, and, and getting more from those acres for a grower. I mean, even if you have a thousand acre farm, understanding that at the level that you really deserve is a difficulty today. So I think knowing what's going on and being able to quantify that with these new measures um, and taking what's good about traditional scouting, but amplifying it, quantifying it, understanding it. When you can count the spots on a ladybug, from the sky, you see disease, you see stand count, it changes how you manage. So I think the first thing is, are we optimizing our inputs? Are we optimizing our time? Are we reducing opportunity costs to make sure that we're managing field by field the right way? And then within the field, right? Varying our rates, doing things. But when you have stand count on every acre, when you understand the weed pressure down to a species level and it's quantified, or you know the disease nutrient and how that happens with your hybrids and varieties, it just changes what they're doing. The second problem is everybody wants more speed to the issue and more mm -hmm. control. We have a lot of people that want to help that, that grower. This data and this information helps people get to that issue early, learn from what's working and address it in season and also change the plan for next season. And I think that's really what I, you know, when you start this, it's, I see a problem, I'm going to go fix it, right? I'm monitoring, I'm going to go fix it. What's changed is all of this data layers together. So when you were in that combine this year, you're going to really remember why it's hitting 230 or 240 versus another hybrid. And you have a tail of the tape. You know the management. You know what you've done. And that unlocks opportunity. So I think that's what's really changing. And then I, I look at retailers and they're changing how they're working, right? They're setting up customer success department. They're putting expertise in agronomy where it needs to be. And they're bringing on better labor. They're coaching people up. They're using this information not to replace an agronomist necessarily, but to actually enable and make them better and more effective at the farm gate. So this is putting the American retailer in command in the farm gate in a way that's welcoming to the grower and that's enabling a very transparent conversation. And that's been long overdue in agriculture. And I'll just thank our customers today because they are our partners in building the roadmap. Yeah, we've brought a lot of tech into the industry, but they've really been the ones to show us how it can be used, what needs to change. And that's really the story. So wherever corn and soybean and cotton is grown in the U.S. or sugarcane in Brazil, we're able to work on that acre in terms of millions of acres, Mitch. And the only thing we need are field boundaries and planting dates and everything just happens. So that's why it's mainstream. And we've removed all the obstacles. We've made it easy so you can get more acres done, get more from the acre, more speed, more control, and more opportunity for everyone involved. Really helpful, Mike. And I, I want to move over. We've we've now looked at on the production ag side what's happening at the farm gate. I want to shift to the capital markets because raising a series D in this global environment of inflation. Maybe best said, not for the faint of heart. We've seen several investors slow deployment of capital as inflation has surged and have supply chains have really become a risk. What was key to navigating this large of a raise in this really tough global environment? 
<laughs> yeah, Mitch, absolutely. You know, the global environment in the capital market is definitely challenging. We've, we've, I hear it all the time. We see it everywhere. Uh, the high inflation supply chain issues are having a big impact on, on the availability of capital. And uh, even through our process, through our journey in this round, we've had investors that held back. Uh, held back because they were influenced by the situation, and and they decided, you know, let's let's sit on the fence, and and so I think even that, you know, just just goes as a bigger testament to what they see in Tyrannus, the ones that did eventually invest, sure. uh, and and you know, generally, all investors are looking for the same fundamentals, right? It doesn't matter the industry, really. It doesn't matter who the company is. It, they want to see growth. They want to see large market opportunity, product market fit, strong IP and barrier to entry. Uh, and, and of course, people, good man at this stage of growth, you know, good management that can excel the company forward. And, and you know, when they look to Tyrannus, they see all those strong fundamentals and, and really that's the key to any successful capital raise. Um, you know, when they look at Tyrannus, I think, they see the first company that actually monetizing digital services, full digital services from the acquisition all the way to the decision making, uh, and monetizing at a high rate within the you know ag retail and agriculture space. Uh, those are really the keys for success here. I want to dig in just a little deeper here, Ofer, because I think there's a there's some lessons to be learned here for those that are listening. You know, rising, raising around really requires multiple conversations, right? It's talking with several investors and working through the process and making pitches. But during those conversations, at least in my experience, you, you typically see a few trends begin to emerge. Feedback from investors, questions. What are a few of those big trends you and the team heard from investors? You went out and worked on the Series D. And maybe macro, are they bullish or are they bearish on ag tech overall? You know, I, I still see a, a trend for investors uh, in AI and different applications of AI in, in different vectors. Uh, and, you know, I think that's one of the strong uh, value propositions that trans brings, uh, taking this technology and applying it uh, to, to actually, you know, it's not only getting the data, it's analyzing all that data uh, and so that it makes sense and creates the value. And, and I think they're looking for those uh, AI applications that disrupt the market. Uh, and that was, a, a, it, it's a general trend, but it, it was very helpful for us in Tyrannus. Uh, another, of course, mega trend that we're hearing everywhere is, is uh, you know, carbon sequestration emissions. Uh, and, that, and that's something that with our technology and our remote sensing, we can play in both on the verification stage, but also with the remote sensing department. Uh, and, and that's a new business line that, that we're focusing on, and I think that helped a lot with the, the, the round. But overall, you know, during those processes, yes, it's, it's always discussion about show me what you've done, show me the growth, show me the success. They talk to our customers. They speak with our uh, main customers, and they want to hear from them. Why are you with Tyrannus? How is this helping you? And when they go through that process and validate it, which is a lengthy process, it's not uh, for the faint of heart, like you said. So uh, 
but eventually you need to pass all these tests and show both the history and your forecast and where you're going on, on you know, growing the business um, to, to get an investor to fully commit and, and take the leap of faith. It's really good. We're talking with Ofer Floor and Mike DePaula, both of Tyrannus. Mike, I want to come back to you. Gents, I think we have time for two more questions sure. here. So Mike, to you, you know, again, I want you to look to the future, look beyond Tyrannus and the overall yep. state of the ag bioscience economy. What's on the horizon? What do you see as the future of ag tech, ag bioscience from your perspective? I'd say, well, we're going to talk about Indiana in a minute, but I think Indiana is squarely in that future. And uh, we believe in that. So as I just localize that to Tyrannus, the first that we we already know and we're planning for is we have a great headquarters here in Westfield, and it's going to nearly double in size here uh, as we're looking at expanding to support this business and the growing business. So we'll still be in the Westfield. Uh, we'll still work with our, our wonderful partners. But that's on my mind today because I know Co-Alliance, who's a really good partner and customer, they're they have a grand opening today for their new corporate headquarters. So we're in good company, but I see Indiana being a big part of that. Um, I also think that in general in ag tech, you're going to see two things. The technology that we're offering and the service that we offer becoming mainstream and changing how people work and the kind of service that a, a farmer is going to get in the U.S. I, I see that happening very, very quickly, and it's a trend that uh, has already started. Uh, the second part, Ofer mentioned it, whether it's regenerative or carbon or stewardship, uh, all of these new opportunities that growers and retailers want to participate in. I think Tranus is unique in the sense that we're putting the American retailer and the grower in the driver's seat. They're deciding how they want to participate, how they want to engage with these opportunities. And those will change right over the next five to 10 years. Those will shift. But what will always be at the core is understanding what's happening on the field, quantifying it, being able to share, being able to measure, being able to work. But I want to be very, very clear that uh, the retailer, our customers are a key part of that journey. And we're 100 percent focused on working through and with uh, the retail channel in the U.S. And then with our with our partners in energy and, and farming and retail in Brazil and other areas. So that's really important. And I think that's going to continue to grow. Finally, from a global perspective, Brazil's next. They're the next frontier that's going to go. Um, it's probably two years behind where we're at in the U.S. on some of these things, not on others, right? Because their scale puts them ahead on other technologies. But when it comes to remote sensing and the things that we're doing, uh, we're seeing that kind of progress and that kind of growth rate down there. And we're happy for that. Um, so I think ag tech is going to be less about ag tech in the future, just like it is in other industries. And it's going to be more about what you get from the data, how you operate, how you change roles, how you change how you work. And I want to reiterate that I see Indiana starting to emerge as, as a leader in that space because of the economic conditions here, but also because of the talent and the customers and the businesses that are here, not just in the agricultural space. And then you have institutions like Purdue, and that's why we're part of Agronovus Indiana, because we understand um, that you want to be surrounded by really good talent and you want to be surrounded by really good peers in the industry and from other industries, because that sharpens what you do. And so we're grateful to be here and we're grateful to be part of Agronovus Indiana, Mitch. Uh, Mike, we appreciate your support. Sincerely appreciate your support. Ofer, last question goes to you. Again, look to the future, look to the horizon. What's next for the business, both here in the States and globally? Uh, absolutely. So, you know, th there's never been a more exciting time for trans. It, it really, hands down, best uh, situation we've been in, both on the business front, but you know, also financially. Uh, and what this allows us to do 
because just this week we hired four new sales reps regionally. Uh, we have a multitude of uh, open roles in Indiana, all departments, customer success, operations, product, uh, even uh, FP&A and business analysts, right? So, so this is our headquarters. This is where we're growing. Uh, but we do expect to grow. We want to be in proximity to our customers. So we're going to open new uh, field offices throughout the Corn Belt. And we're going to grow in the areas where our customers are located. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I, I've never been in a place where we can significantly expand and, and uh, increase our investment because we're seeing the traction and it can allow us to do this. Not only allow it warrants us to do this if you want to continue to grow and succeed. Uh, so you know it's an exciting time here at Tyrannus. Exciting time indeed. And my hunch is over. Folks can find Tyrannus.ag and jobs are posted there. Just a guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we also work with Agronovus Indiana and the different job boards and forums, as you know. Well done. Well done, Mike DePaula. You can find that at agronovusindiana.com. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. He is Mike DePaula, Chief Commercial Officer, and he is Ofer Floor, COO and CFO of Tyrannus. Gentlemen, congratulations to you both, to your entire team on a historic Series D raise. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you, sir. And thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. While there, you can access our entire library of archived episodes and leave us a review. You can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of our entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Mitch Frazier, panel episodes by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez, photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovusindiana.com. Yeah.